The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. Hey, what's up, guys? Tuesday night here with Smitty. We're currently sweating a college basketball game that we both gave out earlier today, the Virginia Tech-Miami game. Uh, Tech was dominating all the game, and now Miami suddenly made a strong comeback. So we'll see if we can get this win. <laughs> Sweat it, man. That was a blowout, and now it's close. But, hey, that makes it fun. That makes it fun. Can I tell you a great story? So we had a female listener that's a big fan of the show, and we appreciate all the listeners out there. But she contacted me. She loves Old Man in the Garage. Old Man in the Garage is like the heartthrob. He's a legend. I think he's the heartthrob of the show. (laughs) He's a legend. So she played his two plays. And if you remember, people, he said to take Dallas and the Steelers. And she just contacted me earlier in the day and said, listen, I parlayed him. I'm not a big gambler, but I'm trying to have fun today. So I put a little money on, a little pizza money, but she won a good $45, $50 on that hit. So shout out to her. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. And I'm so glad that the notebook gave you a great afternoon and won you some money. Yeah. Sunday we went 11 and five, 69%. And then yesterday we have some scumbag tweeting Musser, Vegas Messiah gives one bad pick and then he give he makes it seem like the show's the worst. Hey, that's all right. Well, you know, you know, you've made it when people start trashing you. Here's the thing. I'm not going to say much about it because that's not my style. But you, you got to play a little bit. You go 11 and 5. 11 and 5. <laughs> and the guy's been killing it. And I liked it too. And again, we don't shoot the basketball for these guys. No. Uh, we can't do anything about it. Michigan State played horrible. And, you know, it's easy the next day to come out and criticize people and say, you know, I won it or, and great, guess what? If you took Minnesota, hey, congrats. Good job. I'm glad you won. You know, the whole thing with this, we're not asking for money. We're giving our advice. We're giving you our thoughts. We're playing some of these games. Some games we're just giving our opinion. So we want everybody to win. Why does everyone have to be nasty and stuff? It is what it is. Minnesota played better. They deserve to win. Michigan State laid an egg last night. Moving on, and guess what? Today's a new day. Yeah. I'm a little more edgy. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, everybody's there. I mean, it's Team Notebook. I I mean, I didn't appreciate it. Uh, But again, everybody has an opinion, and that was his opinion. And, you know, again, best of luck. Musser, you know, Musser gave out a game tonight. Maybe they'll win by 20-some points, and he looks like a genius again. I mean, it's easy to criticize. We're all going to lose I think point. I think a lot of people need to stop criticizing people on on a lot of formats and just... I'll tell you what, Skippy gets criticized a lot, and he's one of the greatest. Yes, well, yeah, that's the way it is. I mean, yep. Yeah, 11-5. and five, I mean, we gave it out. I went 2-0 money line last night. And again, maybe I gave out a couple plays for some people tonight. Maybe that, maybe they're brutal tonight. And guess what? The sun's going to come up, and I'm going to go right back at it. I'm like Chuck Person back in the day, baby. I'm going to shoot, shoot, shoot. I love it. 
All right, uh, we both got, you know, any thoughts of the week? I know I have one. I know you have one. Uh, so you go ahead and start. Okay, well, I mean, again, the NFL, we're going to dive more. We're going to do another show Saturday morning. I can't wait hitting the NFL, and we did a fantastic job on the NFL last weekend. My only thing, I just didn't understand the Browns. Um, Browns went into the Jets, and I had the Jets in a, in a teaser but you had so many guys out for that Browns team, all these wide receivers, and they had guys like off the practice squad. So I didn't, I felt bad. I gave out a player prop. Somebody wrote me and said, can you give me a player prop? And I did. I thought Kareem Hunt would have over 70, I think it was 72 and a half receiving rushing yards. And they didn't use them. I just didn't understand. So Mayfield threw 53 times in that game. And I don't want to hear it because they were losing. That game was somewhat close throughout the game. Nick Chubb had 11 carries. Kareem Hunt had four carries. What was the game plan here? Well, it wasn't to use your quote-unquote best running back in the league. Because if you really feel like he's the best running back in the league, you're going to run him 35 times and get out of there with a victory shorthanded. I mean, how many times did we see Riggins or Jerome Bettis or... Uh, even even Zeke Elliott, you know, as a recent guy, Adrian Peterson, how many times when teams were shorthanded, you know, banged up that they said, you know what, put the team on your back, let's get out of here with a ground and pound dirty win, and let's move on to next week. I just, I didn't understand it at all. It, to me, it made no sense. I thought Kareem Hunt would have been like some little screens and some quick throws and use him as a wide receiver. I don't. I didn't understand the game plan there at all, and I mean, you deserve to lose because it was a really, it was a bad game plan. So I again, I'm not a Browns fan. I'm a Steeler fan. I could care less if they lost, and I had the Jets, but it was it was a head scratcher for me. Well, you know, I to to finish that point, I I feel like the Browns aren't using Kareem Hunt all season. Like I know he has roughly ten touchdowns, but if you ask me how many touchdowns he had, I I haven't seen ten. Um, I don't know if maybe they're adding some some stats there, uh, but it just doesn't seem like they used him kind of like Kansas City did. I mean, he was one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. You know, he has a off the field incident suspension, um, I, and it just seems like he's underutilized in in Cleveland, and I, I don't understand it. Yeah, you know, it seemed like they were using him a little bit earlier in the year, and now they've kind of gone away. We'll see what they do Sunday against the Steelers. And that uh, Steelers, again, are going to rest some people. We'll have to see as the week goes on who they're going to rest in that. And we'll dive into that more on Saturday. Yeah. It was a head-scratcher, though. Yeah. I was confused on that. You know, and, and to kind of go into my rant, um, it's, you know, officiating slash rules, you know, back to the Cleveland game. So, obviously, Cleveland's in a situation to lose. It's 23-16. Cleveland has the ball. Um, they go for it on fourth and two. Um you know, I don't understand the rule. I mean, I understand the rule, but I don't. Um, you know, I talked to some buddies about it, and they tried to explain it. And the way I understood the rule, and the, and the way they ruled it was because he didn't gain, or essentially the play stood, and it was, you know, a turnover by downs. Um, but when Baker fumbled. He has to recover the ball. He has to recover the ball, And it which goes he back didn't. to the spot. Correct. I watched the play numerous times. I think he made the line to gain. So that's your argument. If the ball goes back to the spot, then it should have been a first down. My other argument is... 
Well, what the did ball. they? What did they say though on the field? Was did they give him a first down or no? Say he they was didn't. Short? They said he was short. Okay. Okay. So that's problem number one because I think he made it, and I don't know whether they re- reviewed it to that extent or not. Um, I was I was watching on my phone in a noisy environment, so I didn't I didn't hear everything perfectly. But they said he was short. My second problem with that is the ball never touched the ground. Okay. So if the ball touches the ground then I feel like it could be considered a fumble. If the ball doesn't touch the ground... But if he lost it, it's a fumble. But it, it never touched the ground, so how do you, how do you say it never well, even was a lateral? Uh, it literally... he the, the running back caught it in his hands. Uh, well, so you can make the argument that it's not a fumble. Well, yeah. I have to see it. Like I said, I got a quick glance of it. And if it's a lateral, the play should have continued. Because then Kareem Hunt made the line of gain... As I swear Baker did. So I just don't like the rule. Well, is that shocking that the NFL has a crazy rule? And no, it's not. It? It's not. It's 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 piss poor rules and Bra- piss poor officiating. Bring up the one that you talked about, uh, the guy in the Green Bay game. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Half his foot out. I mean, he was wearing white shoes and you only saw half the shoe. And I know it was snowing, but it looked like. The play before, they had just shoveled a field. There was nothing but green, and then the white sideline. So you can't even blame it like there was snow all snow all over the place. And I'll give you that if it's hard to tell. But, I mean, it looked like they just freshly mowed the field. <laughs> I don't know how and you there, missed and, it. And there was a referee right there staring at it. That's just as bad as when a referee a few weeks ago was staring at – he was standing on the, the line of scrimmage and looking left – behind the line of scrimmage and he says the ball makes it yeah and it's not a turnover oh i know i well i i said to q today too you know you watch these games and the offense uh, the wide receivers push off like all the time but these defensive backs they put their hand on them and touch them slightly and they're getting an illegal contact down the field call or a pass interference or I mean, again, but the offensive players push off consistently, and there's nothing called. I mean, that's that's why, again, throw the ball. If it's third and, like, 16, just throw the ball as far as you can, like a punt, and just see if somebody runs into somebody and you get a pass interference call, and you got the spot foul. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. I think that needs to change, too, because... Well, you don't have that in college. No, and I, and I think that's what they need to go to yeah. in the NFL is it's a 15-yard penalty. These spot fouls, I, I just, again, the NFL, I've said it all year. It, it, the referees stink. We've, we've done numerous takes. Of, oh, but, we've talked. But, again. Rants every, it seems like every show one of us has a rant about the Nothing refs. happens. No, they come on and they go, oh, we missed a call. And they, and they apologize. Well, it doesn't change the win-loss. It doesn't mean anything. You know, now you got teams fighting for playoff spots. I mean, I'll tell you, that call right there, it directly ruined, well, the Jets obviously were in the lead, but what's to say Cleveland doesn't score and then score again? That completely ruined their pick of Trevor Lawrence. It's like when you went out and you met a girl out, and you had maybe you talked to her just because you were bored, (laughs) and then you said you were going to call her. And you didn't. And then you run into her like a couple weeks out at the same place, and she goes, what happened? You apologize. Well, did you really mean it? No. It was, a, it was an empty gesture. <laughs> of course you did it. You just had to be nice. That's what the referees do. So guys in a bar are saying to girls that they were going to call them back and they never did. You're like the refs. 
I'd probably try to cover and say I was in like a severe car accident caused by a shark attack or something. <laughs> That's I mean, I, I never did that. I mean, I was a class act. Oh, I'm I sure. was a class act. I'm always, sure. So, I mean, geez, so moving on. <laughs> let's get off this topic. All right. Uh, any, I know it's we're doing a Tuesday show. Obviously, um, we got a lot of information that we just felt like we couldn't cover on Saturday. You know, we try to keep our shows between 50 minutes and to an hour. You know, I personally don't like listening to a three-hour podcast, neither does Smitty. Um, it's a lot easier when it's broken down in episodes. So uh, we got, you know, college football bowl games. Um, they're pretty sporadic around this time of the year. You know, you got Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday games, Sunday games. So, you know, we kind of wanted to get some information out there. Any of the games that you liked? Well, you know, I gave out. I didn't give it out on our Twitter handle. I did give it out to the boys and some people. I, I've been saying to play these first half unders. And I, a couple people wrote me again today. I get a lot of people that write me and say, what are you doing and what's your thought? And I get, I give them out. I said, again, the first half, under 31.5, the Okie State-Miami game, which somehow, miracle, it happened. Um, I think it was at, what was it, 31, I believe it was, at the half. Thirty, Yeah. 30 you or 31, 31, so the half. hat, the hook helped, and yeah. um, that was a winner. So, you know, my advice, I've been get, I'm have been i 5-0 and on these first half unders. I like the game tonight. I really kind of broke this game down, so I'm going to go into this for a second. You know, Texas, Colorado, a lot of points in this, man. A lot of points can get fired in this. You know, Texas scores a lot. They score a lot. I'm looking at, they've played nine games this year. 59, 63, 31. You had a 45, 27, 41, 17, 20. And then the last game was 69. And I think that was a total of 100 points against Kansas State. So, very high. Colorado's only played five games this year. They've they've scored uh, 48 points, 35, 20, 24, 21. Defense has given up 42, 32, 10, 13, 38. Eight. Lot here's the thing though in this game. A lot of guys opted out. Some guys, you know, that's the crazy thing about these bowl games. It's so hard because and we're gonna hit on it in the Florida game here, because we got the beat writer sitting next to me here from Florida. But <laughs> it's it's hard. It's very hard. What could happen in this? I think this is high scoring. I really my advice, and I might put it out as a Texas team point. Over, I know our boy Trackside kind of likes that. A couple other people, I know Fantasy Four player likes Texas straight in this game tonight. I might do the team points for advice, or I might just take the straight game over because I think this is points, points, points. Yeah, you know, um, I wish we had the Austin, Texas uh, journalist. BJ Gray. Oh, I wrote him. He gave me some info today. Yeah, I kind of wish maybe we had him to call in. Uh, he's probably getting ready for the game. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know much about this game. I know a lot about Texas. I'm not a fan of them. I think it was absolutely crazy for them not to buy out Herman and really throw the the Houston National Bank at uh, Urban. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they got a bad vibe, and maybe they, I know they have a pretty hefty buyout on Herman. Maybe they're just gonna wait till next year, you know, to try to land a big coach so they don't have to pay, you know, a lot of money out. Um, Colorado, I, I, they're not a great program right now. Um, Texas, I will say, is bad. They had, as, they had a better year than I thought they were gonna. Well, have. they were four and one. Um, they lost last game to Utah. Yeah, but I, I just don't know if they're there. I mean, this, no, I agree with you. 
I agree, but They're I think a, they were supposed to be a, not a very good team this that, year. Yeah, I mean, they, they played a little played. above. They played a little above. Um, with Texas, Herman, I believe he's 31-18 and 18 in his combined record since he's been there, but um, I want to say he's either 3-0 and or 3-1 and in bowl games, so he does pretty well. Um, I, most of it, I think they've been dogs in him and their uh, favorites this year. So, and the you know, quarterback, Sam... So, Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. I don't know. I got like mixed he, emotions about him. It's like him. he's been there for like 15 Jeez, years. Like Perry Ellis for yeah. Kansas in basketball. He's been a nine-year senior. I just think this guy's going to go out. I like. I kind of like this guy. I think he's gritty. He runs his mouth a little bit too, which well, I like. Well, said they were back. Well, they're back. Well, yeah. Back well, they're back in, to losing. Back into whatever bowl game this is. The, yeah. This is the Alamo Bowl. The Fago Pop Soda Look, bowl I, game here. I got so, mixed emotions on him. I think he's a competitor. I think... He's a Tim Tebow wannabe. I think Tim Tebow was a better executioner, and I think Tebow obviously had better players around him as well as a better coach. Um, so that obviously plays a big factor into it. Um, I just think he doesn't throw the ball well. Um, and I'm not – I don't know if he if it's just bad plays that they're running that causes him or he gets anxiety or, or what to deal with, but I just feel like – as long as he's been there, he should be a little more accurate. I feel like he should have a little more con- command of the games, and it doesn't really seem like that, and that's just my opinion. Um, but then at some times, it seems like he's by far the best player in the field. So, you know, I just don't know what, what Ellinger's going to show up, um, and, and I think BJ could probably attest to that. You know, he's had some frustrations with that program. Um, you know more about it than me. I don't have much on this game. I have much on a little bit more. I Jeez. like points, Miami points, points. Miami will not go away in this game. Points, 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 and I think Texas wins the game, and they win big, personally. I, I'll tell you, if you're done with this game, I got a game I'm where, done. I'm done. look, I, I'm not saying they're going to win, um, and these are two. I would say one team played above expectations, and one team played way below in this game, and the Duke's Mayo Bowl, by the way, that is the best mayonnaise you can buy. <laughs> I love it. Um, Wake Forest, there's a, a kid out of our area, was a walk-on, had no offers coming out of high school. He walks on at Wake Forest to be a safety, and he ended up being a starter and got a scholarship midway through the season. So kudos to that kid. Um, love when hometown boys you know, do well. Uh, I, Wisconsin's terrible. Like, this is a game where I think they could just outright lose, and they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, Wake Forest is playing for some pride. Yeah, this is a weird line. Um you know, two different styles of play here. Wisconsin's going to try to run the ball. And they can't usually, run the ball this year. And usually try to play good defense. Wake likes to score. You know, open six and a half. It's up to 10 for Wisconsin. And the over under 55 and a half down to 51 and a half. So, man, I, I kind of agree with Q here. Um, you know, again, I would maybe, I'd maybe look for. Um, I'd look for maybe a teaser spot here and tease up Wake in this game and then try to find another game to match it up with. That would be my advice. Yeah, uh, that's just something, again, I haven't looked much into this, and and I reiterated that last time. Like, I'm wary on bowl games because of opt-outs and things like that. Uh, But I think this might be a game Wake Forest, you know, could really hang their hat on to finish the season and finish it strong, you know, and, and maybe help on the recruiting trail. Um, I mean, I'll keep, like I said, I'm going to just keep looking for these these first half unders in some of these games because, I, again, I agree. It's 
it's so tough. You just don't know who's going to play, who's not going to play. Sometimes it's like the last second and they're announcing. Uh, that's what I would do. I mean, again, I'm just going to give you advice. I, I think maybe looking at as a straight game there, maybe wake up. But I, again, this might not be a bad first half um, underplay here on this game. Man, do we need a score here from Tech. Jeez, we're sweating this. Yep, get the foul. Let's make your free throws. Come on. Free throws in college. We'll talk about that later. Good Lord. Um, I'll tell you, we'll touch on it. And Gainesville B reporters not going to be on the, on the Florida side. Uh, Florida playing Oklahoma. I mean, the entire entire production for Florida's offense is sitting out. And, and I agree. I mean, a lot like Kadarius Toney. Um, well, one of them, Jacob Copeland, he tests positive for COVID, so he's out. So you really can't get mad at him for that. Uh, but Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony, um, Trevin Grimes, those guys are getting ready for the NFL. You know, you can't fault a guy for that, especially Kyle Pitts, who started getting banged up towards the end of the year. Kadarius has had a rough history with injuries in college, so you know, I don't, I don't fault those players for trying to stay healthy. Um, you know, and. Look, Florida's going to score points. I mean, even their backups are decent, but I don't expect them to win. No, I mean, I, I agree. I don't blame these guys. But, I mean, it goes back to what I've said for a long time now is. Oh, my Lord. Oh, this ain't good. Wow, him, he is getting a bounce. Um, you know, <laughs> Why need a little dick by towel? Uh, what is uh, that, baby? <laughs> this game, good Lord. You got to love it. <laughs> so, back to my point here. TV's on, so you know the attention span's not great. But the thing is, if you're not in the Final Four, you know, you don't blame these guys. This game, this game's a meaningless bowl game here. You know, it's two good teams. They were good in the year. But again, if you're not playing for that national championship, a lot of this, I've looked at some of these games thinking about you're a team that you're going in and even playing guys, looking at them for next year and ready for spring ball slightly. And I think this game could be a shootout. I think there could be points. I'm kind of leaning towards Oklahoma in this. Yeah, uh, I've already said it. I, I, Oklahoma, I mean, when I say both teams are, you know, Florida's back, you know, the last two years they've they've uh, really looked <laughs> into, uh, you know, they're missing free throws in this game. Free throws, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, Florida's back, unlike Ellinger, you know, they're they're at the point where it's college football playoff for Boston. Oklahoma's been there, so this means nothing to them. As for the other games, I don't really have anything. Oh man, my heart just came out. Woo! <laughs> we gotta get this game Holy on. smokes! <laughs> Tuesday night sweats, everybody! Man, welcome. if he didn't have a good shot at that. Welcome to the party. My goodness. This still Hey, get that over. rim checked. This still isn't everybody. Georgia Cincinnati might be a decent game. I mean, Georgia's probably not gonna get up for that game. I think Cincinnati might play pissed off. You know, I as... like I like Georgia in that game, personally. I think I like the quarterback. I think since he's taken over, Georgia's a lot better. I again I, yeah, I don't JT know. JT Daniels. Yeah, free throw shooting. Um I, I don't know again opt outs and that. But I I would you know, that wouldn't be a bad teaser play to get Georgia down to a one. But that's a big game for Cincy. That's a game changer for, he missed both. Oh, oh, oh big steal. You. Ball game. Well, yes. That's a teaser Huge. winner. Uh welcome to the teaser show to every Tuesday night. Uh, that but that's gonna be a good game. I mean, you gotta like. I like teams. That's a team that goes back. What I just 
said that maybe they don't want to be there. That's a team that might look and say, okay, this is a big game. We're playing an SEC team. We got snubbed out of the, you know, maybe we should be considered for the playoffs. Let's go out. Let's play hard. Let's beat them. Let's put us back on the map. Fickle is going to be here. We're going to we're going to be good next year again. That's one of those games. That's the big thing about these. Who wants to be there? That's the thing. Like what team wants to be in this bowl game? Some of these other teams, they're there, but man, maybe they don't want to be there. I'll tell you with that being said, um since he's probably frustrated, and I'll give you an example, and I'm going to go into the Gainesville beat reporting history. So in 09, Florida loses to Alabama, an SEC championship, one-loss team. They don't get into the college uh, national championship. That was at the time they still had BCS. So they play Cincinnati in the Sugar Bowl, and I think Florida just pounded them like 63-20 to because they were annoyed and mad. And Tebow threw for like over 450 yards. Aaron Hernandez had four or five touchdown catches. Like, I think you might see a Cincinnati performance on Georgia like that just to really show the committee what they're missing out on. You know, and I'll tell you, it'll look real bad if AM or Cincinnati boat races their opponent. Cincinnati is playing Georgia, AM's playing UNC. If they just beat the living dog crap out of both of those teams and then one of the top four lays an egg. Ohio State especially, or Notre Dame, that's going to look real bad. And I hope it happens because, again, we've, we've been – we spoke about it many times on the show that they need to expand. It's a joke that it's only four teams. Yep. They need to expand this. Eight teams is perfect. There's no reason, again, you lose one game and you're left out or you look and go, well, they haven't played anybody. And here's the thing. Some of these schedules are in, way in advance that are done. You can't do anything about it. These kids just have to play. Whoever's on their schedule, they show up, they play. If they win, you know, give them a chance. Let's see what happens. Again, if Cincinnati goes in and boat races Georgia, maybe they should have been there. Who knows? Well, I mean, you tied it in Gonzaga. They don't play anybody in their schedule other than their few non-conferences this year, but they don't play anybody in their division. No, you know, and you know brought, but they're going to get in the tournament. Well, absolutely. And that's a great thing. I mean, that's a great thing about if you lose, the difference of call, you know. Oh, get, we're watching a classic. There's some classic on wow. here. Wow. Who is that guy? That's Janikowski right He's there. that big? He was that big. <laughs> Man, we're, he looked like a D lineman. <laughs> we're like squirrels tonight here. I love it. It's usually me. There he is. Layoff. There's a little Michael Vick action on hey, this. Hey, get the dogs down. Let's see if they recognize him. <laughs> but, you know, it's just that's the, the point is, again, is you lose a game in college basketball on a Tuesday night. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. College football, it is a big deal. And some of these guys, they get robbed. They need to expand it. And I love when, I you know, it'd be great to see maybe Ohio State, Notre Dame get boat raced and – you know, maybe Cincinnati plays well, and they have to second-guess this. Then we can maybe speed this up into a process that it's going to change. And I'll tell you, every sport's changing. There's rules getting changed all the time. NFL, the, the two-seed doesn't have doesn't have a bye this year. Now that we're going to this, next, next year we're going to 17 games. Well, baseball, now maybe the DH in uh, the National League. Well, Sports change, and I'm again. I don't like change. I don't agree with it. But if that those sports can change, well, why can't college football maybe expand this a little bit? Yeah, I agree. 
I mean, obviously Dabo came out and said that uh, he thinks Ohio State didn't deserve it. Um, I don't think he would have had to come out with those statements if they had an eight-game playoff. Uh, you could have thrown him in there as maybe the eighth seed. You know, said, hey, look, we understand you're 6-0, and but these other teams also deserve a shot too. So, you know, maybe obviously it's just comments. Maybe you avoided that. Um, you know, we'll never know until they change it. And I'll, I'll tell you what, dude, I would be willing to bet when they change it within 10 years of the change, or maybe even five, you would see a one seed lose or you would see an upset. Oh, either one, eight, two, seven, three, six, four, five. You would see an upset, and then you could sit there and say, "Well, hey, if we kept four teams, that wouldn't have happened." But it did happen because we made it happen. And I think that you could see a five or a sixteen, you know, win a national title, and then it justifies it, in my opinion. I agree. No, I agree so, with you. Uh, that's kind of all I got uh, for bowl games. Again, I mean, the only other one that I, you know, I just want to touch on is I'm so glad again. That army got into a bowl game. Yeah, that was crazy. I don't know how they couldn't. Have. I mean, nine wins for them to even beg to get in though shouldn't even happen. No, I mean, first here, here, are, here are college kids that are going into the path of defending our country, and they play a sport and they play it well, knowing they're they're not going to go to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you'll at one. Yeah, you'll have maybe a, yeah out of the blue sometimes, and they'll change something or yeah they'll yeah. have to do. And their, they have to get permission. They have to absolutely. And then you're sitting and going, nope, you're not going. But we're gonna take a South Carolina team that won two games or three games, and they were going to. I think that bowl game got canceled. But seriously, the fact of the matter, they should have never even been in it over. No, um, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, we're missing the point here. I mean, it's just. Are you kidding me that? It just it blew my mind. So I'm so glad they got in a bowl game. I think this is a unique game here. West Virginia is not the greatest offense. Very good defensively. Army again will slow. You know they'll run their style play. The thing I saw though today that and I'd have to look it up. Some of the games they won. You know they beat like they beat Navy. I think they beat Air Force. They beat Georgia Southern. A lot of the same style of play as Army, so you could prepare for that. Yeah. And that, you know, West Virginia probably a little bit better offensive than, than those teams. So, again, but this this would be a nice spot maybe for a first half under two. I mean, it's just Army's going to try to just pound the ball, and they'll go for it on fourth and one and get in that, that you know, the clock, you know, keeps tick 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 and uh, you know stuff like that it, I, this could be a nice underplay oh you know hey don't sell short army because we went up to ann arbor thought michigan would boat race army and and because of the athletes you know is they're so different in terms of their uh star rating and and that came in at a point of double overtime yeah. i mean i'm i'm screaming that I continuously want to tie game so I can cover the over because it was over 48. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a sure win, and I have to sweat in double overtime and bank for overtime to win that. But, you know, they should have beat Michigan. So to yeah, say that with West Virginia is better, you know, yeah, sometimes a better team doesn't win. You know, sometimes Hart does, and, and that's something Army will have. I'm they, sure they're irritated they didn't even get an invite. Um, so West Virginia better be ready. Did you see the video of the head coach? 
coming into their after their last game and doing that chant with I, the players. Yeah. That I'll tell you what, if you, I you I, go to war for that guy. Wow, that guy, that was an emotional that team, yeah, that just I'll, if that doesn't fire you up, I mean, you just kind of want to like you wanted to take the field after listening to that. Well, I'll tell you what, it's just to to further that. I mean, he had some rumors coming out of this year and last year they were pretty decent you know maybe he goes and gets another job and yep. and i'm pretty sure he came out and said and correct me if i'm wrong but he's he's pretty you know sound pat on staying in army yeah it sounds like it yep. and you know for a coach to go nine and two in a program like that with with two-star kids um uh, you know that's a testament to his coaching uh staff and his coaching ability you know and then and for him to say you know what i'd rather stay with these kids i mean that really tells you something about this guy like he truly bleeds you know for that black and gold and, and he truly loves that program and 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 those kids should, should definitely want to play for him any time of the year no i hope i hope they play well i hope they win the game personally uh, same same i would love to see that you know it'd be a 10 win season for him um that's all i got for college bowl games so you know without further ado we'll go ahead and we'll get we'll get muscle on um and then uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. All right, so we got Vegas Muss here, the betting messiah. He's joining us. We appreciate having you. And uh, we'll just go ahead and we'll jump right on into it. So uh, we kind of want to get your opinion, your thoughts, any leans, any advice on uh, any of the college football bowl games um, and then the college football playoff games. I believe both are Friday at 4 and 8. Yes. Well, thanks for having me back, guys. Oh, no problem. It's great to see the Messiah here again. Love it. Man, what a great weekend by this guy. 2-0 in the NFL for us. That's, that's right. Yep. Killed it with that Bucks pick. And then uh, I can't remember what the second Steelers, pick was. Steelers. Steelers. That's right. Yep. Love the Steelers. Jumped yeah, you know, it wasn't looking good. But it always comes out the way that we do things. We work hard out in the fields, and we produce winners here. Love it. Love it. What else All right. All right. So any uh, any other bowl games you want to touch on? before we get to the college football playoff? You know, I'm really kind of smelling some roses here right now, so I, I like to jump right in on the big game, um, Alabama-Notre Dame. I think I have a winner on that one. Uh, okay, yep, that's the 4 o'clock game. So the the spread, you got Alabama laying 19.5 and, and the over-under 65.5. What's your thoughts? Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I think, you know, a word I used before on a big bet, I had deja vu. I think we're going back to about 2013 here when Alabama smoked that Notre Dame team, uh, 42 to 14 to win the national championship. So, you know, straight out of the gate with not even throwing much facts out there, I think anything under 21, you're going to be rolling Bama in this game. I love that. I can't stand Notre Dame. So I'm on the same pages with you on that. I think Ian Book is overrated. I think he's had a lot of lucky plays this year. And I think that Notre Dame team, uh, you know, they scored a, 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 a bogus touchdown at the end of the game against Clemson. I mean, that was a 34-10, but it really was 34-3. Um, it was 3 nothing Notre Dame in that. Then it was 34 unanswered, and they got a late touchdown in yeah. the fourth by Notre Dame. That was a give me touchdown garbage. I love Bama. What do you think, Smitty? Well, you know, I like breaking these down. I was looking at the over-under in this. 11 games. Both these teams have played 11 games. Bama, one game in the 30s this year. Four games in the 40, four games in the 50, and two in the 60 range. Notre Dame, 
Two games in the teens, they've scored offense, one in the 20s, two in the 30s, five in the 40s, and one in the 50s. I think this is points, points, points. I, you know, the strength of Notre Dame is trying to run the ball. And Bama can stop the run. Now, Bama's secondary, a little iffy. I lost that little side bet with Q when Florida picked them apart in the SEC championship game. I think, you know, can they slow this down slightly at the beginning? I just think Bama has way too much talent, way too much speed. I I think they boat race them. I think it's a lot of points. I kind of like the over in this as my top play. I mean, basically, one guy I got to say right now, Devontae Smith. I mean, are we talking about one of these guys on this Bama team is going to get a Heisman? So, over you can't really overlook that. That they're very talented. Probably score almost every possession on this. I think the over probably hits, and definitely a Bama bet. Um, Ian Books no Cal Trask, so. I'll tell you one thing. They're not going to be throwing the ball Notre Dame. They may try to run it. It, it, It'll probably look like a very weak running performance and a a big blowout, Alabama. Take them all day, cash the ticket, get the money, move to the next bet. I like it. All right, so we're moving on to the the primetime 8 o'clock. We got number three, Ohio State, versus number two, Clemson. Clemson's laying seven and a half over under 66 and a half. Um, They played each other last year. Ohio State should have won that game. Clemson steals it, and then they move on to play LSU. And as we know, LSU boat racism. Um, My initial thoughts, this is a terrible Ohio State team compared to last year's. Um, We really saw what Trevor Lawrence meant to that team. I mean, they obviously lost the game to Notre Dame earlier in the season. And, you know, they were bragging about how they beat – Clemson at the time, and then Trevor Lawrence comes in, and it's just a completely different game. Um, his leadership is a whole nother level. You know, he th- there's been a lot of um, trash talk by Dabo in terms of the schedule, which I don't even necessarily know if I want to call it trash talk. I think it was all real and all, you know, accurate six games, stuff like that. They shouldn't be in the top ten, and, and that's my personal belief, so I'm in line with that. But I don't think Ohio State has a chance. I mean – Indiana's their best game, and they struggled against them. They have no offense right now. Justin Fields is looking like he's regressing um, as the season continues to go on. Um, their running game with Master Teague's just not really clicking right now. I mean, he had a big game against Northwestern, but at the end of the day, they're four- and five-star kids going against two, three, and the occasional you know smart four-star at Northwestern. So I just don't see like this is a uh, easy – um game for Ohio State either well I like I like you know like what you're saying there you know you look at it I like the trash talk Dabo ranked him 11th in his final coaches poll um which I really like so they've kind of gone back and forth on that interesting Clemson again I love the defense coordinator he always comes up with some type of scheme even if it's not working in the first half he adjusts in the second half what I like Again, I think if they can lay some points on Ohio State, they will. I really like Clemson in this. I think this is a shootout. I think there's going to be some points in this. But I really like Clemson to maybe cover the spread and win by at least double digits in this. I agree with you. The winner of this game is going to be Clemson Tigers. No doubt about it. Cash the ticket. Take the Tigers minus seven. 
I just don't think they can compete with that level of talent playing six regular season games, one Big Ten championship against a very, very subpar Big Ten this year. No real good teams in the Big Ten. Maybe Dabo Sweeney was right at 11th in the country. I think it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of talk. And I think it comes down to who has a better coach. Dabo Sweeney's been there, done that. Cash the ticket. Take Clemson minus seven, seven and a half. I like it. So now you're, you've got a national championship. Once again, Bama versus Clemson. Who's your early leans without the line? I mean, I would assume Bama's probably the favorite. I would say maybe in that three and a half to five and a half range is what I'll guess. Yeah, I think you'll you'll probably open up around four and a half, five. I think a lot of money is going to come on Bama. Anything under a touchdown in that, you got to roll Bama. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think this is Bama's to Bama's to lose, in my opinion. I I mean, I've been saying it for weeks. It was going to be Bama, Clemson again in the national championship, and Alabama is going to be going to be the national champs when it's all said and done. Now, real quick, well, you know, before we let you go, um, I I caught you earlier saying Devontae Smith. And then one of the Alabama players is going to win the Heisman. Um, do you think this is a year where, even though Kyle Trask and Mac Jones had uh, an extremely high stat uh, performance this year, do you think maybe Devontae Smith is the the next position player, you know, to make a case and say, hey, look, this guy really deserves it, regardless of the quarterback plays? I think that's a very high probability there. Uh, this guy's a beast. He's good. Uh, Mac Jones, excellent quarterback, getting him good passes. But this guy's on a next level. I mean, we're talking first round NFL top 20 pick can change a game. Super speedy, finds ways to get open. Great route runner with the speed. I mean, he'll he'll be blowing guys off Ohio State. He'll be two, three steps ahead of them. Touchdowns deep down the middle. It, it's going to be one spectacular game to watch. I'll tell you, if he wins, I think uh, other than running backs and quarterbacks, the last time a position player will be Desmond Howard, your boy. Yeah. Out of Michigan. Yep. Was that 90, 92? Something like that. Yeah, yeah it it's been a 90, while. Yeah, it's been a long well, time. Well, I certainly think this guy has a good chance. I mean, he deserves it if he gets it. Uh, he's already been named the AP College Football Player of the Year, which is incredible as a receiver. He had 19 total touchdowns. Uh, appreciate ESPN putting that right on time as the stat line. Um, all right. If you don't have anything else to touch, you know, if you do feel free, um, follow this guy, give your Twitter handle again, just in case it's the Vegas Messiah at Mark Musser one on Twitter. Follow right. win some money, work the fields. Let's do it. Do you have uh before uh, we finished this segment. Do you have anything on college basketball? Anything? Any good, decent teams? I'll tell you what. I got the game right now, Rutgers. I took them minus two. Uh, was unaware of the Ron Harper injury. Uh, but this Rutgers team's deep. I'm not too worried about Ron Harper not playing tonight. You know, the guy probably needs a rest anyway. So watch for Rutgers to win this game probably by nine to 12 points. Oh, that wouldn't be good on my teaser I gave out. Let's do about four or five, and everybody can be happy, Messiah. I'll I'll tell you what, in this game, if it comes to free throws, you do not want Rutgers at the line. They shoot one of the worst in the country at 60%. I agree with that, but I'll tell you what. I believe it will not be in that position, but we will find out soon. 
Uh, as I, I mean, is your, what's your, what I mean, again, I mean, if you've watched any, and we're going to dive more into college basketball here very soon, you know, I, you know, Gonzaga is just by far, I mean, if you've watched any of them, Messiah, I mean, can anybody beat them in your opinion? No. Suggs is a beast. Uh, that guy is a next level one and done NBA first round draft pick. How about Kisper? Kisper, Kisper man, just Kisper lit up NBA the other day, man. They're all great players. They play as a team. They're so loaded. They're so deep. Uh, don't see Gonzaga losing maybe one or two games. Probably going to be right in the national championship, Gonzaga all the way, barring COVID and injuries. Yeah, I mean, they've they've had their years before with one or two good players, but, I mean, their sixth man uh, started over 60 games for Florida, so that kind of tells you where that program is, and and you don't want to get into a track meet with these guys because they're going to run you off the court. Um, the only thing that we did notice with them is uh, big men kind of give them a little trouble, uh, but as soon as, like, West Virginia had two big men who can score, as soon as they got into foul trouble, Gonzaga just ate them alive. Um the only team that I think even has a chance to compete with them um, is going to be an out-of-conference. I think Baylor has an opportunity. Um, I just don't see anybody, you know, in in their in the West Coast Conference. I mean, a lot of people say St. Mary's or BYU has the slimmest chance, but I believe the projections came out, and they have St. Mary's at St. Mary's. Um, and they gave the win probability of like 85 or 87% to Gonzaga. So obviously that's not even remotely close. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think, you know, Baylor, they won today pretty big and, uh, well, they played central Arkansas, you know, they haven't really played anybody yet. They did beat Illinois, um, the other, uh, one in one of the games and that's their best competition so far. They did beat them 82 69. Illinois has not been playing fantastic of late but no one else is really i mean they're throwing a lot of points up i mean well they were supposed to play gonzaga remember got canceled yeah it got canceled that would have been big on them so again i don't know i gotta see baylor play somebody a little bit better uh to kind of look at them but again they're they're ranked number two in the country for a reason so i think how about this I personally like I, I've told Q. I think one of the only I like uh, Villanova has a really good point guard, and that's a team that can shoot the three pointer very well. I think you're going to need in the tournament to have a team that really is shooting the three pointer extremely well. And then again, if you have a foul trouble situation, they can get them. But other than that, I mean that I was dead wrong. I had UVA in a teaser on Saturday, and Gonzaga just lit them up. Well, I'll tell you that UVA team they don't have a score. That's what kills him. I mean, Clark is like five foot ten. You know, he had a one-off game where he put up uh, close to like twenty-five points. Um, Hauser, the transfer out of Marquette, his brother went to Michigan State, and uh, he went to UVA. He's just not really cutting it uh, at UVA as their kind of knockdown shooter. Um, any any disappointing teams that you've noticed? Any or any teams to watch out for other than Gonzaga? You know, maybe make a deep tourney run or things like that. I'll tell you what, I, I really think we got a very interesting big 10 this year. Uh, a lot of top 25 teams, Gauntlet. a lot of teams that are not even ranked. I would tell you like a Penn state, any given night, if they're hitting their shots, that team's dangerous. Um, watched all their games, obviously, but uh, 
Uh, it's going to be a very competitive league. I think we'll see teams like Illinois that had a couple bad games come back and finish strong. I think uh, Ohio State had a nice comeback win the other day. Um, I mean, I mean, I've heard things about saying about ten teams right now could be projected to be in the NCAA tournament out of the big out of the Big Ten. I yeah. I believe it for it's sure. I mean, Northwestern's ranked. Minnesota's ranked. Northwestern, like- that's a big game tonight. Northwestern is playing uh, Iowa, wow. which which is going to be, you know, a really good test to see Northwestern here on the road. Again, I know there's not a lot of people in the stands if there's any. But again, to go on the road here, they're playing extremely well right now. It's like you said, Masai, every night, it's just, it's, it's a battle. And I think anybody can walk away with a, a W in the Big Ten. Well, I'll tell you, speaking of, um, I looked at Northwestern's schedule. So when I was looking at it, you know, they, they just picked up a couple big wins. And hold on here. Let me get it. Um, so they just played. They just beat Ohio State. They beat Indiana, which at Indiana is a tough place. And they beat Michigan State. So then they're playing Iowa tonight. Their next game after that is Michigan, followed by Illinois, followed by Ohio State, followed by Iowa. Well, it's never a night, dude. Off. It's I mean, a it's, gauntlet. It's it's never a night. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the best basketball conference. Uh, out it's there. like ranked games after ranked games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like like Messiah said. You know, Penn State. Penn State was I. I believe was supposed to be one of the worst teams in that. And I've watched Penn state. They have some players on that team. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a shame last year had a great chance. You know, they were going to get in the tournament and they had a really good team that I think, you know, could have went really far in the tournament. So it was a shame. And then the whole coach situation with chambers, what he said to a player, and then, you know, they kind of fired him, and now they have a guy that stepped in and is taking them over. But I'm, I've been impressed with Penn state. I mean, they're playing well. There's no, I mean, who's a bad team. I'll tell you, I don't want to say they're a bad team, but what is going on in Michigan State? I mean, four in a row. I know you you took it. You took a little heat on Twitter for it, uh, but nobody sees a team, you know, from Tom Izzo losing four in a row. I mean, that's just absurd. I agree. That was a straight-up coach bet for me. Tom Izzo won't lose three in a row, and guess what? He can. And you could tell just from his face on the sideline with his hands between his, his head between his knees that – he, he doesn't know what's going on there either. They better figure out real quick or they're going to be saying, eh, after season anyway, who cares? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to back you though, Messiah. You know, you wrote me last night on that and a, a couple people wrote me and they said, are, you know, any thoughts in college basketball? And I said, I gave out the, the money line on that because I thought your write-up was right on. Minnesota's coming off a big win, OT against against uh iowa uh they shot extremely well i thought it was a good spot for michigan state to come back in that but again minnesota i don't think was projected to be a fantastic team and the guy Carr is playing unbelievable right now for him they're hitting their shots they're scoring a lot michigan state right now just they're not shooting the ball well and i watched them against wisconsin below numerous uh, multi-point leads. I mean, I think the highest was up to 11 at one it point. It was nine or 10 in the second half yeah. of Michigan State, and, yes. And just to see them give it away. Uh, but that is a good Wisconsin team, so, you know, I'm not surprised at that. Well, but Yeah, and going to that, I mean, last night, we have Maryland beating Wisconsin. Yeah, how, I mean, how, I how mean, do you get that? Control. 
And Mar- and Maryland has not been playing extremely well. No, so. they got three or four losses already. Yeah, Maryland has a down year, and, and then they come out and beat Wisconsin. So Big Ten stuff to bet. You better be listening to the Messiah, the betting Messiah, because he breaks down a lot of Big Ten basketball. I like that. I like it, man. I like it. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we'll get you on, you know, very soon. Um, you know, be safe out there. Uh, make sure you're hitting the casinos. Make sure you're working the fields and finding winners. And uh, remember, follow the guy on Twitter. Great information. Um, we apologize for giving him a loser. It doesn't happen often. He'll bounce back. And this guy always does. This guy's a winner, and that's why he's Team Notebook. All right, bud. We'll catch you later. See ya. See ya, Messiah. Enjoy the night, buddy. Man, I'll tell you what. That guy's he's a great guy. I love having him on the show. Guy does his sports. I mean, yes, the guy's a winner. Guy's one of the best handicappers out there. The guy's going to throw the hammer down yeah. on all his plays. You know, I'll tell you, one team um, we didn't really touch with him it was uh, some SEC action. You know, Tennessee was one of the teams kind of bright. Um, I'll tell you, Rick Barnes has that team playing some phenomenal defense. Uh, they're pretty dangerous. I mean, they hand teams losses. You know, they're pretty good against the spread. I mean, when they're supposed to win big, they win big. Um, that's not a team I want to face. They hit their free throws. They, I want to say they're top 50 in free throws, maybe even top 25, if, uh, you know, a bunch of teams I can't exactly remember. Uh, but they're one of the best in the country on limiting turnovers too. You know, that is back to basics basketball, and that wins you games. I had so beginning before the season started, I did a future play on that. I did a you know a little pizza money on it. I think it was like ten bucks to win like two hundred on the national championship for Tennessee. I think I if you know four returning starters, I think they're the best team in the SEC. I think they're a very good team, very dangerous team. Love the head coach. So hopefully they can go far this year. I I think they will. I mean I don't think they have any competition. In the SEC, um, obviously Kentucky's an absolute bust. What is that? I mean, I saw memes going around. Did you see that Christmas video of Calipari and those players? He goes, they're holding them hostage, and there was a gun in his shorts, you know, saying that they were told they have to say Merry Christmas or they're not leaving the house. He just looks <laughs> defeated. I saw a thing the other uh, day. He him, is. Him doing a Zoom interview, and, I mean, he looked like a train wreck. Like, he hasn't slept for days. He probably hasn't. He's probably trying to figure out. You know, it's somebody said the other day, like, what's happening with this, the COVID season right now? Like, Michigan State's not playing well. Duke, Duke wasn't really playing well. Uh, no, they're Kentucky, canceling non-conference games because they lost two of them. Kentucky's not playing well. Yeah, I mean, it's just... UNC's not well. No, well, you know, I, I told Q, I saw, I read, I can't remember what it was, They, but it was a great write-up. Whoever did it did a really good job. It was ranking the ACC teams and with a write-up. And I'll tell you, you, you so I'm looking through it, and I'm just... I wasn't impressed. No. I mean, UNC can't shoot. Duke has not played well. Um, You know, you look at Virginia, and I'm not trying to take the game against Gonzaga and say, oh, they're not any good. You know, again, Gonzaga's a really talented team. But I'm not sold on UVA. Well, like I said earlier, they don't have a knockdown score. No, and you know, the thing that hurts, hurts them a little bit is again the point guard's a good point guard. I'm not trying to say the get the guy's good, but if you broke that game down and watched that Gonzaga game, you can 
Pete guards are going to take him down to the post, and they just posted him up yeah. and hit shots. He's, he's so 11. he's so small. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Spud Webb's playing, and it's just uh, you know I, I don't know. I just I don't see the same team. You know, UVA's just had that. I can lock you down and I can take you out of a game and you're only going to score maybe 40 something points. And I, I just, I don't see it this year with them. Well, they had size when they won too. Yeah. Yeah. And Hunter was big. Ty Jerome, six, seven point guard, you know, Kyle guy, six, four, six, five. I mean, who's the, who's the Huff? Is it Huff? The, the big skinny white kid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but he's so small. Yeah. Yeah. Like they had guys, uh, I mean, um, salt. I mean, yeah, that guy was a big that, guy. Like that guy was thick. Like yeah, he handled really the, the paint, and they were big. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not trying to say I'm not saying that UVA is not a good team, and they're not going to go far. No, they're top twenty five. I, I, absolutely, I think they're a good team. I just I don't see this ACC stacking up. No, like it's this it's juggernaut. A down here, yeah. I mean, even NC State, they have NC State. I think in that person's rankings up high. And I think NC State's okay. I, I, you know, we and we touched on with um, the Messiah here about how good the Big Ten is. I mean, I think by far the Big Ten is just oh, it's a juggernaut. It's a juggernaut. And some of these other conferences, you know. And again, I've watched Kansas. Kansas is ranked really high. I'm not. I think Kansas is okay. I don't think this is a great Kansas team this year. And again, until Baylor really plays some competition. They're number two in the country. How good are they? I, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. And again, you know, we're going to, I know you want to dive in. You know, we kept saying off the air, we want to talk about Iowa. And Iowa's still in the top 10. But, you know, Iowa is a team that can really score, but can they defend? They present like an NBA team in a regular season. They have no problem hanging, you know, 85 to 95 points a game, but they're going to give up 85 to 95 a game. Like, it's Garza. It's let's shoot to three with, uh, is it Wise Camp or We Camp, whatever. You know, they're a good offensive team, and that's all they focus on. And, you know, I heard it today. Uh, Jeff Nadu, big man on campus, great show. Um, or big man on basketball is a show. Twitter handle, big man on campus, you know. He touched on it. He goes, they're just going to, and, and fans are going to have to understand it. They're going to have to just outscore teams. I mean, yeah. you, you know, they, it's like Oklahoma football. You got to score 52 and only give up 45. Yeah, and Jeff is always, uh, you know, I follow him. Great he information. He gives out great info, um, you know, and props to him getting on uh, Barstool and yeah. putting a show out that he's, I mean, he's a good talent and he knows his basketball very well. And he said, you know, he calls them fraudulent sometimes. And again, you know, it's like you said, they can score. They can't defend. And again, I love Garza. I love him. I love watching him play. Guy's a beast. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I, I they just, I, I don't know if they can ever stop anybody. And again, you know, they were getting blown out by Gonzaga. They came back. They cut back in that game a little Look, bit. Look, anybody who plays Gonzaga, it's a you can't even count that game against them. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, we've talked with, with Mus on it a little bit here. I think again to beat Gonzaga, you're gonna really just have to something weird's gonna happen. Like 
some quick foul trouble. They're going to have to shoot 30%. But here's the thing, you know, and I, we didn't touch this with Messiah, and I should have brought it up because I've said it to you now a couple times. They're getting a kid that somehow, I, I guess he graduated high school in December. Yeah, I don't know how that transpired. And he's he's ready to come. Yeah, he's on the sidelines. Yeah, he's ready to start playing. He's six. He's cleared. He's eligible. He was a four star kid. So now that you even add a four star, and he's six ten, they already have size. Yeah. Now you're bringing more size on, and another player. If you know a guy gets in foul trouble or anything like that, you add him in. Yeah. I mean, it's just the depth, and it just is going to take. It's really going to take somebody to just shoot the lights out and get people in foul trouble. It's going to be a weird game, and that can happen. I mean, we that that trust me, that can happen. And I said to Q, back the only game I see Gonzaga, and I don't even think they lose in the re- regular season. The BYU game at the end of the year, in or at BYU, they play B. And again, it's not probably no fans in there, or I don't know what their fans restriction is. But that's it. Other than that, it's going to take just a team that plays a, a, a an entire game that can compete with Gonzaga. And I said with Messiah, could it be Villanova? Villanova is a team that shoots the three well, great point guard, great coach. Could they come up with something maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think you could kind of go back. This is a Georgetown-Villanova-style game that, you know, I think Villanova hit, what, like 90% of their shots. I mean, it's just completely unheard of. You're going to have to play a perfect game against Gonzaga, and Gonzaga's going to have to play a highly imperfect game to pull it. But, hey, I mean, it's college basketball. There's only been one team um, since, what, the set? Well, the 70s is the only team. It was Indiana who went undefeated and, and nobody else since. So it, it, it's there's been plenty of teams that went to the tournament undefeated and didn't come out alive. Well, I think the team that's going to beat them, you know, let's, okay, go back. I'm not trying to go back, but you got the Iowa game. Iowa wanted to run with them. You can't. You can't. That's the thing. And UVA, that's why I thought the teaser play wasn't a bad play in that. I thought maybe, well, that didn't happen. You have to slow that game down and just run your half-court system and, again, hit shots and some things have to go well. Again, can it happen? Absolutely it can happen. But right now what you're seeing, it's, it's a juggernaut. There's no doubt. Well, I, I watched a little bit of the UVA Gonzaga, and I think the the concept was there. UVA did kind of slow them down. They really didn't run much, but where UVA got beat is Suggs, Kiss. I mean, Kisper went nine for thirteen from three. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> That's but crazy. those guys like they took advantage of a small guard in Clark. You know, oh, they posted and, him up they, on the yeah. yeah so they took him down to the. They paint took a half court game, and they said, yeah. "Okay, we'll beat you at your own game." And you like know. I said, I'm not trying to bash the guy because of his size. It, the kid's a good I mean, I point guard. I hate to guard, say it, but, but you lose. You're in trouble. I mean, when you have a little point guard, and he is little. And they exploited that. Absolutely. And that's smart. That's good coaching. 100%. Like, tip your hat to Mark Few. Um, they beat UVA at their own game. I mean, UVA didn't really let him run, and, and kudos to that. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you can back down a six-foot guard and you're six six. And then even, you know, mismatch, get a 6-10 forward on them. You're going to win that all day long. And that's what they did. Absolutely. So, you know, I can't imagine. I'd have to look back to see what they shot. But I'm sure they shot well over 50%. And and if you do that, you're going to win. Absolutely. So, I think the strategy was there. You slow them down. You don't get in the track meet. 
Uh, but she's got to have size to match up with them. And, you know, the problem was then they got down by a lot of points, and then you have to start yep. pushing the ball. Yep. you yep. got to start. you yep. got to try to score. Yep. Then you're going right into what they want you to do. Right. And then you're done. Yeah. I mean, you have no shot. Yeah. Again, another team that, you know, I was high on just because the experience, a Bill, or a, excuse me, a Wisconsin team. And they got some size. Who's that? Wisconsin. Wisconsin does. They have some older guys. They have like a 24-year-old yeah. guy that plays like a couple, like two 23-year-olds, a tw- two 22-year-olds. And a, so some guys that are redshirt. You know, that's the great thing about that Wisconsin program. They redshirt a lot of their, you know, freshmen coming in, freshman guys coming in. Then their older guys, they stay around because, you know, again, they're not, you know, I know uh, Kaminsky that was there a couple years ago is in yeah. the NBA. They well, don't have well, a, his small forwards in there too. Like oh they, yeah, uh, uh, that same team, same yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I know yeah. who you're talking uh-huh. about. I went blank, but they don't have a lot of NBA guys, so no. they do stick around, and it's a style of play. Now. Well, they're a slow style, too. Absolutely, which was great. Yeah. Vegas Must brought it up. That's a team that I'm kind of high on, too. I was shocked. Vegas Must hit on this, how they lost to Maryland last night. I never thought that was going to come. I thought yeah. it'd be a good game, but again, that's the Big Ten, and we've talked about it. But, I, you know, again, if you have to say right now, Smitty, who do you think could beat Gonzaga if you have to? I'm going to say Villanova. And I don't even know if they can. I would you know, obviously, okay, so you say Villanova, I'll pick a different team. Maybe Baylor. I mean, I just feel like they're one of the most athletic teams out. Again, I haven't watched many games of theirs, and that would have been a massive game to watch. Um, I hope we do get that rematch, because I think Baylor has an opportunity to at least make it a game, if not win it. Um, I would just say, you know, they handle their business. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. I mean, if, if I have to, you know, a gun pointed to my head, pick a team, I'll say Baylor. I You know, the thing with Baylor, I just need to see what they can do against a great team. Fair point. They've only, like I said, with they only played Illinois. Yep, the game point. with Zach. They're playing Central Arkansas. They play they, today Central Arkansas, which they, and they're scoring a ton. That's they, all you can look. If and they're beating them by a ton. And then the, they're doing their job. And the thing about Baylor, oh, absolutely. You can't do anything about the schedule. Nope. You just got to blow yep. teams out, yep. and they are. So kudos to them. Uh, the thing with Baylor, you know, they used to just be a very defensive, not scoring a lot. This year they're scoring a lot. Now, is that competition? You know, they beat, I, I believe they beat Washington on this schedule too. Washington's not a very good, no. I don't think, a very good basketball team. We'll see what they do. They're going to get in Big 12 basketball, though. I mean, Texas is good. Texas yeah, Tech's better, really better good. Yeah, better Texas team yeah. this year. Shaka, I think, has his best chance yeah. of having a good team this year. Big center is not bad. Good guard and Jones. Uh, Texas Tech's good. Kansas good. So it'll be a good. Yeah, OPC Texas not Tech. Bad. Te- you know, and that's a lot of people. A lot of people with, you know, I think this is a chance where you can take a futures bet right now. And roll the dice on somebody to win the national. Like, you know, again, I said I took Tennessee before the season. You can look again. A lot of people are high on Texas Tech. Matt McClung leaving Georgetown. He's down there. You know, again, he's the big-time scorer. They play They play good defense. That is a very good. Uh, Chris Beard's a very good coach. That's a good team. I think, again, Villanova, Texas Tech, Tennessee, you know, Baylor could better off. You could get some really good, some pizza money on some some bets here you could win some money on this i mean a lot of things can happen in in march madness you know it kind of scares me i looked back at it and they're actually kind of right um 
bench mob, Rico Bosco, Marty Mush, uh, Jake Marsh, they touched on this, and, and they couldn't have been more accurate. You're starting to see the Mac McClung of Georgetown, and the, and the way I say that is he's going like 6 for 20, 7 for 20 shooting again, playing iso ball, and, and that's not Chris Beard's offense. Like When they had Jared Culver and a couple other guys, like they, they were team basketball, and you had to guard all five, and I'm fearful that Texas Tech is sliding into the hype of McClung, and they're letting him ISO, and that could that could hurt them. Well, I I you know my team is Georgetown. Yeah, I, I'm a big Georgetown fan. Hey, take the over in Georgetown. Oh, games, yeah, always have been. <laughs> you know, I can't wait. They have a great recruiting class coming in, and again, they do. we'll dive more into Georgetown. I'm not sold on Patrick Ewan as the coach. I do like the the recruiting class he has coming in next great year. Great so class, we'll a lot of hometown guys. Matt McClellan, again, great, great score. I was shocked when he tra- – I wasn't shocked when he transferred. I was shocked where he went because – He just didn't fit that system. I don't see him – he never played defense. No. And to go there, that's weird. But, you know, I will say this. You bring up defense, I'm shocked that Pat Ewing's teams don't play defense. I mean, he's one of the greatest defenders of all time in basketball history. What is going on? Now, it's over city. Oh, yeah. Over well, city. Well, he pushes the ball. He, he wants a very fast-paced offense, and I I thought the same thing. I thought he'd come in and they would defend a little bit more. Now, Wahab is down there starting to block some shots down there, and again, they have uh, Matumbo's kids coming there next year. Uh, they do have – I mean, they have everything lined up for next year. They have the point guard, the off guard, the stud wingman they just, si- uh, just signed with them. We'll see. Again, the problem about college basketball is you can be excited about that. They're could one be and one and done, or could not just be happy. Yeah. And you know, here's the bottom line with Matt McClellan. And I don't, I don't know. I'm just gonna say this off the top of my head, people. I think the guy looked at it and said, "Well, I'm about running out of time. I want to go to a team and try to get in the tournament. Georgetown's not making the tournament this year." And he was, you know. He just didn't see a winner there, so I don't blame the kid leaving at all. I mean, Patrick Ewing played him. He played nonstop, and he shot, like Q said, he shoots about every time he has the ball. What else do you want? Well, you wanted to go on a winner, so I don't blame him. No, I don't blame him. We'll have to see. Just a I, weird fit. I, I mean, I hope it's basketball's better when Georgetown's good. I hope it comes back, and I hope Patrick proves me wrong, but I'm not sold on him. Yeah, I agree. We'll, um... You know, we'll keep going um, with college basketball throughout the year. Now that college football is kind of winding down and the NFL is winding down, you know, we'll start to uh, change the show a little bit. I mean, we'll all obviously it's a long season. We're getting into conference play now. Um, so this is really, like especially Big Ten guys, this is really where you're going to see who's what, um, you know, who talks and who walks. And, uh, you know, we'll keep giving you up-to-date information, Um Keep checking our Twitter for, you know, plays. It's really hard when you have college basketball games playing Monday through Friday plus Saturday to do a podcast every night. You know, I'm, I'm an average fireman. Smitty's an average teacher. So, you know, we have families. We have schedules. Um, but we will tweet every day. You know, we'll try to get as many shows out to you guys um, with the best advice, you know, as, as up-to-date as possible. Um, and, and that's kind of the way the show is. So we appreciate you guys sticking with us. Continue to listen. Continue to support. Spread the word, please. You know, we, we love our fans. Uh, it's a growing fan base. You know, we're giving you guys winners. Um, 
you know, it's up to you if you play them. We don't force anything on anybody. We don't take any money. That's not what we're here to do. It's free advice. Um, free advice. Free advice. advice you know, we talked about this. You don't have to pay money for free pick, you know, for the things that you can get. We just put it in an audio format for you to listen. We help you out. Um, and the so. nice, and the thing about it is we have so many different people. Again, we're bringing Oh, yeah, dude. Messiah, we're You know, Messiah's been coming on. Yeah. Again, we have Fantasy 4 player, Guru Jason. Uh, Dr. Brent gives us info. Yeah. Old Man in the Garage. Uh, Trackside's giving us information. Um, trying to give out some of his thoughts. Uh, the thing is, we're trying to give, like Q just said, free advice. Take it for whatever it is. If you like it, play it. If you don't, don't. It's just us. It's two average guys with a bunch of average other people, and we're trying to give you out as much info as we can. And again, we want everybody to win. That's what it's about. We're not trying to be better than anybody else. We're trying to give you out winners, people. I don't think you could have said any better. Um, I'll say this. We got some big hosts, uh, big guests coming up, so stay tuned. You know, we've got two lined up. We're going to continue to try to get big guests for you. Um, as we go through the season and um, keep you guys happy and keep you guys up to date with information. That's all I got for you guys tonight. You got anything else? That's it, baby. I'll see you Saturday morning. I yep. can't wait. Let's drill it again. We'll see you Saturday.